Arena, Oxford's definition. A level area surrounded by seats for spectators in which sports and other events are held. Fancy, eh? This is The Arena with Dave McIver and Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Welcome to a special online-only version of The Arena. You're not going to hear this anywhere else but on the podcast. Sneak peek? Sneak peek, sort of. Maybe a sneak peek. A little bit of a wrap-up of what's happened, sort of. And what's to come? Yeah, yeah, I think a little bit of... We're going to answer a whole bunch of questions wrap, in the next 20 minutes or so. We're going to wrap something up, and then we're going to unwrap it. Oh, and then we could go. wrap it back... Actually, we could we'll wrap, wrap up, wrap it back up again. Yeah, we'll, we'll wrap, unwrap, wrap back up. Oh, boy, we're getting real technical now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's been kind of an interesting couple of weeks. We finally got to launch the arena. It's been fantastic so far. The response has been outstanding. Uh, whether it's in person, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's just the number, sheer number of downloads so far. Uh, really cool to kind of see how people react to the different perspective of sports, I guess, that we have uh, on the arena. Something new, I guess, is what you would say. Uh, I think the coolest comment I've heard this week was, uh, hey, I really like what you guys are doing. It's different. And that's kind of the goal of the show. We want to be different. Uh, there's lots of, uh, plenty of sports shows out. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but there's plenty of sports shows out there that are focusing you know, on the professional athlete. And mm-hmm. uh, as much as we probably will be doing that here at some point, we're taking more of an amateur focus, more of a, uh, a different perspective on sport uh, compared to, I guess, your mainstream line. Yeah, and, and to that end, it's it's kind of beyond the headlines too and beyond the scoreboard, right? And and I think everybody who does it, and, and especially here in our building, I mean, Dave Rowe and Jock Wilson do a phenomenal well, job awesome. of what they do, uh, both in the morning and then with Jock with Sports Talk in the evening. We just want to help supplement that. Yeah. You know, we have this, We both Dave and I have this great background in sports, whether it's through coaching, whether it's through playing, whether it's being involved in, in the community, and we just kind of wanted to give that perspective on things. And so a uh, thank you to everyone who has downloaded. Thank you to everybody who has taken a listen. And I know a lot of people have had a couple of questions. And, and in particular, we kind of had some questions going into last <laughs> week as well. And we kind of hit a little bit of a, uh, of a snag, I guess you could say, as if you were following along on Twitter at the arena YYC, you would have seen us go, uh, sorry about the technical issues. You're not going to hear the, the show on the radio. Uh, because this show not only is podcasted, obviously, but it's also aired on 770 CHQR. Uh, we had a little bit of a malfunction at the junction last week, unfortunately. But we have a game plan in place. We do. We and- have a specific and laid out schedule for us. So uh, you'll be able to hear us every two weeks. And I think the best way to kind of remember it is we're going to run... Uh, Opposite of off script, which you hear every two weeks on Global News Radio, 770 mm-hmm. CHQR. So uh, our schedule is going to look like this. Uh, we'll be running Saturday and Sunday mornings from 5 to 6 a.m. And then Sunday afternoon from 4 to 5 p.m. So you can hear us three times every second week on 770 CHQR. But our plan is is to, as, long, uh, as well as rolling out the show on the weekend, we're also going to have, you know, something like this every week for you so that if you're missing the arena, we hope you are. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug, here Shameless we go. Um, that you still have something you can uh, catch up on. And uh, 
So we're, we're going to start these little 20 minutes, 30 minute uh, kind of just chats. Yeah. And I mean, we, this might evolve throughout the time too. I mean, this is the cool part about, and, and we're very thankful for the opportunity to be able to kind of just see where this thing goes. Right. Yeah. You know, we've had a, a couple of great uh, topics to talk about so far. I mean, the fan experience in episode one was a cool one just to kind of open the things up. And then last week with Richard Monette from active for life and uh, Jeff ovens from global sport Academy, they open up that discussion about whether or not you should be a multi-sport athlete or whether you should specialize and whether you should be having your kids do either of those two things. And uh, that's the show that you're going to hear this weekend because we're going to try to get things started in two weeks' time. And part of the reason is we wanted to give those people an opportunity to get their voices heard on the radio as well uh, because they might not have obviously last weekend. Um, And so what we'll do is we'll continue that conversation in two weeks' time Plus, and I wanted to put a little bit of a caveat on uh, what your schedule rolled out, is we have to uh, thank the Royals for kind of preempting the first Saturday that we were (laughs) supposed to do that. Uh, In case you didn't hear, uh, we will be airing part of that, uh, the wedding tomorrow morning, uh, Saturday morning on 770 CHQR. So. That's sort of the game plan as it stands now. They don't have enough. They're taking our time to each other. Unbelievable. <laughs> you know what? The, it, what it does do is it allows us to kind of, now that we've sort of wrapped up what's happened and we've unwrapped what's going to happen, uh, we can talk a little bit about sort of what our focus has been, what it's going to continue to be, and sort of give you a little bit of a sneak peek on what we're endeavoring to bring you in a couple of weeks' time as well. Um, And it it really does boil down, I think, to sort of the changing atmosphere around sports. I mean, whether you look at the the major players and how they're covering things and and the the need to go more in depth on certain issues. I mean, I hearken back to and one of my favorite stories from the past year during the Great Cup was the story of Alex Singleton and his sister. Right. And you're starting to see more personalization, I guess, of athletes. And do you see, as somebody who grew up in that hockey mindset where you got to give it 110%, work hard, go into the corners, you know, got to get pucks on net, they're a good team over there, you know, they got good forwards. You know, every cliche known to mankind, you're starting to see a little bit different aspect of things maybe and guys are start not everybody but some guys are actually starting to open up a little it's not everybody it's not everywhere yet i think we're still kind of waiting for the nhl side of things for guys you see guys like pk suban who are creating their own brand Mm -hmm. those guys are evident in the nhl but i think they're a little slower if you compare them to let's say the nba where Man, these guys have cameras on them as soon as they walk in the arena, but they don't wear a suit or a... They're wearing these ridiculous clothes, and that's because these guys can, you know, show their own personality any way they want. And, you know, you can like it or dislike it. You don't have to like the player or, uh, let's say, the coach or the GM. But I think we're seeing it more and more now that it's not a team thing anymore. The team is still very much there, but organizations and ownership groups and... You know, general managers, they're allowing their players to go outside the box. You know, as long as the team knows about it, they know what they're doing. I think we, we've we seen that, uh, you know, especially with P.K. Subban. Uh, as long as the team knows what they're doing, they're they're really allowed to go do whatever they want, as long as it's not, you know, detrimental to the, the image of the team. You mentioned one thing. It was brand. 
The other one is marketability, right? And the NBA's got that in their back corners. A lot of those guys have the Nike deal or the Reebok deal or, or their, that kind of or thing. Or their right? own deal. Yeah. Their and, own shoe. <laughs> and so it's amazing how you can get in on that. Um, but what I find interesting is that I think, like you said, hockey, football, I think is a little different too because with football, it seems so. And I mean, all you need to do is look at the NFL and how they come down on a guy for wearing the wrong eyeliner, right? Like that is going to change, I think, to a certain extent. I think baseball is starting to maybe dive into that a little bit more too. And you even look at uh, Joey Votto's whole thing, you know, like that didn't go over so well, but he actually came across as very sincere in his apology after. And it wasn't that canned PR thing that you tend to see when, you know, we regret this, this is out of character, all that kind of thing. It was, it felt like it was more from the heart. And I think you're starting to see sporting organizations say, you know what? We don't care about the whiteboard material or the blackboard material or whatever they were worried about before. Just go out and be you because that's what's going to uh, kind of give people an inside look into you. And that's why they're going to gravitate towards you. The thing that made me most mad this week, and I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here, oh boy. Was, was when... We should get that as a spot before you go. We should get like a sponsored bit where it's Dave's rant brought to you by (laughs) dun dun dun. Like, let's be honest here. Joey Votto, what he said, he said it probably in the heat of the moment. Mm -hmm. He did say it out of jealousy. Okay. He said what he said. The thing that made me mad about it is when he came out with the apology was the pushback on the apology. Okay. We want these guys to come out and stop giving us the one-liners. We want these guys to come out and stop giving us the cliche answers. And when finally one does, we vilify him for it. And then he comes out and apologizes and the vilification gets even worse. You can't have it both ways, people. If you want your athlete to be personable and have an opinion that is outside the norm of, hey, we just, we didn't get enough guys on base or, you know, I didn't take uh, the right, uh, the right pitch and the right counts. I don't want to hear that. We finally get some humanization out of Joey Votto, and he gets vilified for it. And that's what I think. Sorry about that. That's what I think (laughs) I would like to. uh, I like it. I don't know. I I would like to see more of that going forward, and I think that should be a goal, and it is a goal of this radio show, is to find those people. Yeah, and I think the other thing, too, to, to go along with that same sentiment is you look at what's happened with the Blue Jays over the last few years and the number of personalities that you've come through. As much as some people thought that Joey Bats's bat flip was uh, dismissive of the respect in baseball, it was a heat of the moment thing. And I actually liked it because it, you need villains in sports. Absolutely. You really do. And if he's going to be the villain, he was willing to play that. The other one that I really liked, and this one was earlier in the week, uh, last night actually, after the Blue Jays got shmammered by Oakland 10-5, Aaron Sanchez, after the game, he had, he was asked about, you know, do you still take away some of the positives because he the struck potential. out eight? Yeah, and he struck out eight he's feeling good despite the fact. That, and he goes, no, I feel like bleep, and I want to bleep and win. Like, that good on Aaron Sanchez for finally you know, saying something that was more than, you know, it just we just need a couple more bounces and we. I've heard that a gazillion times. I want to hear some emotion. I want to hear these guys actually say what they're really thinking because again, it really goes back to the fans and going ah oh, that I like that guy because he has or that gal because they have some sort of feeling of emotion involved in it. I I think. What I like about it is, you know, obviously the fact that Aaron Sanchez is speaking his mind and, as you said, not, you know, given the cliche answer. 
But I think how it kind of relates to last week's show is when we were talking to our two guests. I shouldn't have said last week's show because it's not last week. We'll have to edit the last show. Uh, When we talk about last show and we look at, you know, how teams are, you know, making the experience better, the players can be a part of that too. And I think you see it in football now that they have the touchdown dances back. You see the personality of these guys. And when it comes to the NFL, it is tough. And you're right with the eyeliner and, and the stuff like that. I, and you even look at teams like the New England Patriots. I'm a fan. I can sit here and criticize them for the way they handle themselves in the media. I don't like it as a media guy. Um, but their teams are getting away from that. There are teams getting away from that. And we look at it kind of under a... There's a more of a micro... or There's a bit of a magnifying glass yeah, on it, like right? Yeah, you look, like you look at the guys who do come out and you know make a brand of themselves we look at how much pk suban for example he is either the most hated or the most liked guy in the league Mm -hmm. and that shouldn't be a problem for organizations it should be something they embrace Mm -hmm. and and, i mean this goes into what could be coming down the line is one of the topics that we've thrown around is the idea of finally having an athlete coming out Right. And there's another example of teams avoiding a situation because they don't want to deal. And I use that term sort of loosely. They don't want to deal with the PR instability that it creates. Right. It's the same as what's happening with Colin Kaepernick. Right. Like guys not getting a contract. Why? Because of the circus that is going to invariably follow him around. You know what? You put up with it for a couple of weeks and then everybody gets back to playing again. Everybody forgets about it. Same thing, I think, with uh, an athlete finally coming out and saying, listen, I'm gay. Like, yeah, there's going Michael Sam was one of the best uh, defensive linemen coming out of college football, yet can't find himself a job. And you can't tell me that it's because he can't play. Right, like he tried in the CFL, and maybe he can't, but at the same time, nobody that's the problem, is that nobody really knows what's happening there. And so it leaves everybody kind of in a quandary. Like, what the heck is going on here? I think we'd be pretty silly to say that there's not a gay or bisexual athlete in a professional sport. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, just based on the sheer numbers of, you know, percentages of people who are gay or bi or trans or anything. Um, it's, it, there's, there's somebody out there playing a professional sport. There's probably quite a few people out there playing professional mm-hmm. sports. And I, I do wonder when that, when that takes the next step. Um, but it will be interesting to see what organization, you know, takes that step and doesn't view um, someone, uh, you know, someone's sexual orientation as being a distraction uh, and they'll embrace it. And then eventually it just becomes a non-issue. Yeah. Right. Which is the whole point in the grand scheme of things too. Like the, as much as it doesn't, they, nobody wants to make it an issue. It'll be an issue for a couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden everybody will be like, yep, it happened. We're good. Moving on. An athlete is an athlete. You know, the, the whole, you, you can play uh, idea, yeah, right? Exactly. I think that's what it's going to amount to. And again, just, this is just some of, like, we've went through like five different topics yeah. in 10 minutes. Should we, but <laughs> should, should we get to thinking, get to what we were thinking of for next week, Joe? Yeah, we should probably do that because we don't want to keep it for too long, long weekend coming up. And, and I mean, realistically, uh, we don't want to dive too much into your guys' free time. But that being said, uh, we wanted to expand on the notion from our last episode, which is all about specialization and that kind of thing. And one of the topics that was kind of delved in minorly during that was the idea of burnout and how when you get specialized in sports. And, in, and I hate, again, I said this in the last show and I'll say it now. 
I don't want to vilify any one sport, and I know I pick on hockey a little bit because, let's face it, it is the sport in Canada. Um, but you've been in that situation. I've been in that situation where, or I've seen that situation where a guy will step away from the game and everybody kind of goes, what happened? And talking to different people in circles is, A, they're burned out. B, they've been told you're not allowed to do anything else other than said sport. And it moves well into kind of the second thing we're talking about next week is what do you do when you get burned out? What's your plan B? And it doesn't have to be from a burnout. We know we can go to the example, you know, of Andrew Buckley. I'm going to go to medical school because I have that plan B. He made the decision to make that, you know, plan B medical school two years after my career starts. And there it is. But how many times do you see athletes? No idea what to do after they're done playing, after well, they retire, after they prematurely retire, or even to that, how about when you're 16 and 17 and the NHL dream doesn't work mm-hmm. or the junior A dream doesn't work or the college dream doesn't work? It doesn't have to just be the NHL and it doesn't just have to be hockey, but that's just the example I'm using here. Well, and, and I think it's interesting. You look at a guy like Johnny Cornish, right? Like there's a guy who stepped away from the game essentially at the height of his popularity, at the height of the strength of his career, And he's more than happy in what he's doing now. Um, One guy that I saw leave, and I wouldn't be shocked if there was sort of, he already had his game plan B in place already was Derek Dorsett. Like he knew that his, the injury bug had hit him, but you know, it wasn't a tearful goodbye. He was really well-spoken during it. He just realized that it was time to step away and take care of himself. And you get the sense that guys are starting to plan around that a little bit more. And they're starting to be, there's that awareness factor, especially when you're talking about mental health and the suicides and that kind of thing that have, that have happened in, in sports because of that lack of plan B. And I've talked to a few guys, even within junior hockey circles, and, and you hear about guys who, uh, you know, suspect they, they're suspected of retiring at the age of 18. And you sit there and you go, What the heck is this about? And a lot of it has to do with the fact that, A, they've got a plan B in place, but more importantly, they're looking at their own futures and going, listen, I'm self-aware enough to know that, you know, the the NHL isn't my calling, or maybe it's just a fact of, you know what, I lost interest in the game, you know, and and I've heard one story in particular. I won't name names for right now because I don't necessarily have it completely verified on my own. I've read enough about him, though, and heard enough about him is that, he uh, was 18, was ready to conquer the world, won a major junior championship, uh, was expected to be a top-ranked NHL pick, fell to like fifth or sixth round, and a lot of it had to do with his interviews. And part of the reason why his interviews didn't go so well during the before the draft was the scouts knew that he wasn't feeling 100% about the game anymore. And this is a kid who he's in college now and he's not playing hockey at all, but he just, he had had enough. And and there's those guys who just, they know when their time is up kind of thing. And and so it'll be interesting, I think, uh, during our next show to kind of go into sort of the mindset and those who are able to step away from the game. I, I know a kid who, uh, from Calgary, who was traded from one team to another in the WHL and took uh, basically a Christmas away from the game and it rejuvenated him, and, and I've been reaching out to him. Hopefully we can get him on the show because uh, I think uh, having dealt with him in the past, um, he's a fantastic young young lad. Well, that's what's coming up in the next week, Joe. <laughs> 
That, that that was kind of lengthy. That like I said, that was a lot of topics yeah, we, in a short amount of time. We kind of get rambling, and uh, that's what happens here on the arena. But it's always good information, as we <laughs> like to believe. Uh, one more time for you guys: uh, our show will be on Saturday and Sunday mornings from five to six a.m. Sunday, four to five p.m. That'll be every two weeks, kind of off uh, opposite of off script. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's our big news today. We're pretty excited uh, to finally have some clarity on everything. I think is the mo- biggest part because, like I said, those technical difficulties got in the way, and so it's like, okay, what's happening? Yeah. And now we know. And we also have, uh, well, we'll have something every week for everybody, won't we? Yeah, we're going to do our best to uh, to get into a recording studio like we are right now and just kind of banter about the issues of the day, have some fun with it. And, of course, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, the Arena YYC is the place to find us. And uh, you can ask us some questions. And, heck, maybe one of these shows we'll just do, a, you know, we'll take a bunch of the questions that you guys ask and we'll answer them the best yeah. we can. Because, you know, we both, as we, as we mentioned right off the top, we have sort of a different uh, viewpoint on sports. And, and the one comment you said was, uh, you guys obviously have some background in it. We want to hear more of you instead of the interviews. So uh, we take that to heart. So if you guys want to hear some some of our anecdotes and that kind of thing, by all means, we'll, we'll share as many stories as we can. Absolutely. Also, you can find our podcast anywhere you want, anywhere you can find a podcast. We will be there. I guess that's subscribe. It. Oh yes, subscribe. Of that's the key, and then you'll you'll never miss out on shameless an episode. Plug. Shameless, shameless <laughs> plug for numbers. Uh, yeah, that's it, Joe. Fantastic, Dave. As always, a pleasure. I'm, I'm Joe McFarland. I'm Dave McIver. This is the Arena on 770 CHQR, and wherever you find your best podcasts.